if you have a question, maybe you can just raise your hand. All right. Here we go. So let's limit our answering times to about a minute to two for each question. Okay? And if you guys want the question, you just take it. Okay? Yep. Mark, take your microphone and bring it into it like a... Yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay. That was driving me Did you not hear that whole thing? No, no. Because I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do I limit screen time for my kids? TV, computer, iPad. Um, I think some of these were probably written before we gave the talks, but uh, um, I think... Without so much constant pushback. Sorry, that was a second further. That was two questions. I'm sorry. Without so much constant pushback. <laughs> You're setting me up for failure. Yeah. <laughs> um, without some... I mean, I think that part of it is talking to them and seeing if you can find some common ground together and see if you can explain the values. Like, here's what we're shooting for. Can you help me achieve this? Or can you help us achieve this? Instead of saying arbitrary numbers... Um, you know, have a conversation with them about what the family's about, like we talked about, and say, so if we were trying to go to this place, how would you suggest we yeah. got there? Yeah. Now, that won't always work, and at some point, you might have to be the adult, and you might have to say, you know, like I've said to my kids before, um, you know, I love to be your friend, but I am also your parent, and <laughs> there are things that you just have to obey me in, but you don't have to agree with, and it's fine that you don't agree with me, and when you're 18 and you move out, you can do whatever you want, but right now... You know, seriously, we've had that conversation. You don't have to like what I'm saying, and you don't have to agree with it, and you can tell your friends that I'm a horrible dad, but you have to do what I say while you're living here. That's like the ace in the hole. I try not to pull that out unless I actually have to. You live under my roof. I mean, it's kind of true. I mean, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it, at some point that's, that's true, and there's something to learn about submission. And I try to say it. When I have to talk about that, I'm not yelling or angry. I'm usually, it's an intimate conversation, and I'm trying to let them know, I hear you, and I, I love you, but you still really need to do this, or else I'll kill you. Okay, I'll just add a little bit to that. I think the first no, thing... No, no, I'm the screen time guy. Okay. You can't talk about that. Um, with the phones, because I automatically think like we have kind of this dependence on phones, this addiction. So the first thing that comes to my mind is... Check your relationship with them. Um, you have to make that more important than the phone. Because um, right now they're saying the phone is more important to me than you. Um, and I think the developing report takes time. So being able to go through that process of like, okay, what, where is our relationship? What do I need to do? What can we do to work on that? Because then I think that can cultivate more of that respect. And then when you say, hey, why don't we both put our phones away and, and talk or do whatever? They might be more open to that. But I think it's, there's a lot of stuff to this. But I, I think check your relationship. What do you need to do? Um, how can that win over the phone? Can I say something that's semi-related? You're out of time. I know I am. Um, we got a lot more questions here. Really? Yeah. Okay. If you want to find out what the mystery response Christian is going to talk about. I was going to talk about whether or not you can look at your kids' phones. Oh, yeah. yeah do you do want it. to hear that answer? Yeah. Okay. So um, I think, and, and I've read some places that agree with this. So it's not just you know, this is what Christian thinks. I think it's important that you can look at your kids' phones, just like it's important that um, moms and dads, husbands and wives, you guys have each other's passwords. and. Yeah. 
we're all susceptible to, to temptation and to the phone taking us or the computer taking us wrong places. So I would say it starts with you. But I would definitely have the conversation first. And I've found where parents get in trouble is when you don't have the conversation first and then you have a need or a reason to go look at their pri- what they then consider to be private information because you've never established the ground rule. And then you end up breaking trust. So start over. And, and I've done this with all my kids. Um, and I had a reason to look at the phone, and I hadn't established the ground rule yet. So I honestly had to, like, take a mulligan. Like, I, I couldn't step into that place. Like, I knew something through another way, but I couldn't step <laughs> into that place because I didn't want to break the trust. Yeah. So I just started over, and I said, hey, I just want you guys to know. Like, they don't know why I did this. But we're starting a new thing. Like, I, mom and dad, we have a thing where we can look at each other's phones. Like, we're accountable. She has my passwords. I, and, and we're just bringing you into the family, mm-hmm. all right? So I just want you to know, fair warning, when you're sleeping, I will be looking at your phone periodically. Or I'll just, like, come, who are you talking to? Like, literally. And show me, show me what you're – I was on Snapchat right now. What was that picture and who was that? And um, if you can build it to where it's not just when you think they're actually in trouble, yeah. it can work a lot better. Um, so, Or even purposely just do it sometime when you know they're – NFL football or something like that. Oh, yeah. There's Just, a lot of football in the yeah. White House, yeah. Okay, here you go. What do you do if your child is completely consumed with their first love? <laughs> Brain girl? Brain <laughs> 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 It's like a superhero. I, I don't want to go back to chemicals, but and, and I feel like focusing on the brain, you know, I don't want to dehumanize us. Yeah. But... Um, there are chemicals. Dopamine is a chemical that's going on. It's, I mean, when they say love, it's this really deep infatuation. And what I would do is kind of go along with it. Like, oh, man. Sometimes you can even exaggerate it. I mean, once you kind of have solid ground, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's talk about this. Like, get excited with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they'll get on board like, oh, I can talk to my parents about this. Um, and then sometimes when, again, when you have that rapport with them of like, yeah, let's get excited. Oh, it sounds like they're really awesome. Sometimes you can add like a little um, exaggeration of like, yeah, do you really think you'll be with them for the rest of your life? Like they kind of smell, you know, and you can even make a joke out of it. Um, and they're like, yeah, well, actually they do kind of, or that's kind of annoying. Um, but when you're on the same page with them, you gain more leverage again and talking with them about that and helping them back off a little bit from that uh, relationship. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. I'm going to give a 10-second addendum to that. I also think just um, my experience talking to teenagers and their parents and what they want, like, I'm just going to say don't panic and be patient when it comes to the whole relationship thing. I think a lot of times we can, we can screw it up by freaking out too quickly. And honestly, if you just ride it out for a little while, it's going to go away most of the time, right? I mean, Like a week. Yeah. So maybe a month. If you panic, though, you might exacerbate it, right? You might put it into the realm of of forbidden or whatever that makes it more exciting. So forbidden love is exciting, or forbidden infatuation. All right, um, here we go. How to best tackle a teenager's self-centered attitude? Mark, you're pretty self-centered. When I, when, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, I'm, I'm just thinking about, every, like, every question goes by, like, how good is the, is the platform that you're working from? 
Yeah. You know, like what you're just saying about you can't just like go in right in the crisis moment to do anything. You, you know, it's about having a platform like, hey, let's let's talk about something that I see here. Let me ask you if you see this. You know, uh, right now I see that you are the star of your show, bud. You know, and it, do you do you have any territory to talk about that? You know, how to get that territory is. It's better if you're hearing these things when the kids are 12 or 11 than if they're 17, you're trying to jerk it into place, you know? But yeah, I mean, it's just, do you have the context or do you have the, you know, the relationship built to have any conversation? I'll add a short piece to that. Um, oh, I lost it. I was oh, um, so I think we all remember, maybe vaguely, sort of, kind of, when we were teens, lecturing, nagging, and shaming does not work very well, even when, yeah. I mean, but when we're at our lowest points, sometimes that just happens. Um, I find that using metaphors with kids works really well. Huh. Um, when you can separate them from the action that they're doing and give them a metaphor or a story surrounding that, um, they do really well in connecting with that. Um, so if, I mean, can and, you give an example? Um, I can think about one and then give one. Um, I'll say something while you think. Okay. I think another great way of breaking kids is the same way that breaks adults. Jonathan and I went on a trip with a bunch of teenagers this summer to serve really impoverished people, and uh, everyone on the trip came home less self less self centered. Yeah. So action, and you don't have to say anything. They were saying it. And that's kind of what Mark was alluding to in his, his talk about service, right? When you're serving, when you're, yeah. when you're actually there and you're actually making a difference, yeah. it's almost addictive. Like you want to keep on doing that. So, yeah. Nicole, I haven't thought that of one yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all right. <laughs> Mark, way to put her. On I'm, spot. I'm trying to figure out what a metaphor is. <laughs> <laughs> like an as? No, wait, that's. Well, okay. You, I mean, even like. If, you, if they're really into basketball or sports, you know, the first person I think of is, like, LeBron James. Um, and I don't know if that's a good or bad example. But I know he's, he's got this, like, really kind of cocky attitude, self I mean, I could be making that up. What I know, what I hear from Sean. <laughs> I'm blaming it all on him, right? And, and talk about even, like, how, how they notice people respond to them or th- things like that. So, so comparing, uh, like, other stories or people... Um, Using their language of sports metaphors, if that's what they're into, music. Oh, yeah, like the lyrics of music can be really powerful, too. So I don't know if that helps a little bit. But, again, kind of like this guy singing. Like, they yeah. connect to that stuff. Yeah. We have not met any parents with positive stories from using Snapchat or Instagram. Thoughts? Also, once a child messes up and there are no consequences in place, I, I assume with screens, what is the appropriate way to discipline? Or maybe that's just two different questions. What was going on? The first one, okay, let's We're go to the first both. question. Yeah. We have not met any parents with positive stories uh, regarding the use of Snapchat or Instagram. Thoughts? Get Snapchat and Instagram yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, when you're on it, um, and you know, I don't know how it works because I don't have it myself, but what I've heard from other parents... I told you, I can't speak from my own experience. LeBron James. What, 
<laughs> what I've heard from other parents who do this, they can monitor their kids, and it's a good way for them to connect to their kids as well because that's, that's their language now. And, the, again, the more you can speak their language, the more you can connect with them. And, again, it allows you to kind of supervise their interactions to certain extents. And if you can do that while also setting some boundaries with them, uh, mm. that can be something helpful along the way. Okay, also, once a child messes up and there are no consequences in place, what are the appropriate ways to dis- discipline? So, like, the first time, and you haven't talked about having consequences I, yet? I don't know if messes up is a general just, hey, you blew it, kid, you know? Are we talking about, okay. I'm going to assume it's related to the first question. That's in, in the, and, yeah. I mean, so one of the things that I have tried to do as a parent that's hard is I don't, I, I think you're totally right when you say, that shaming and lecturing just doesn't work. And so, but at the same time, there has to be consequences. And so I try to walk that line and, and have that conversation because here's the thing. If I shame right away and come down hard, they may never tell me any of those things again unless I find them out. And then that's the relationship I have with them. I'm the policeman yeah. who they're hiding from and I drop the hammer whenever I find out. I don't want that to be my relationship. And so... Um, <clears throat> I, I try, I learned this from my, my parents. Um, I shared pretty much everything with my parents. And e- even when I was clearly in the wrong, um, they provided some kind of atmosphere that made me want to tell them when I was doing things that I knew I'd get in trouble for. I don't know how you guys did that. It was amazing. Um, but <clears throat> I You're just a, to, You were just a weird kid. I was. <laughs> overly sensitive conscience. But uh, I, I try to tell my kids, like, look, I, I'm not going to be angry at you. Like, I mean, I'm here for you. There's going to be consequences, but the consequences aren't relational. Like, I'm not going to be mean to you. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to talk down. Let me tell you about why I need Jesus. Like, I have problems in my life. That's why I believe in Jesus. You're going to have problems in your life. And can I just tell you another thing that really bugs the heck out of me? Most adults that I meet in youth ministry forget that they were teenagers once. And they expect their teenagers to live at the standard that they've come to live at as 40 and 50-year-olds. And it's totally unfair. And so I meet with teenagers and, and... when I give them permission to be teenagers, yeah. they actually rise above their age level. So if, you, if we could, as adults, remember what we were like at 14, 15, 16, and listen, I know you're probably going to slip up and look at porn. I know you're probably going to send an inappropriate text message. I mean, I know you're probably going to ask a girl to send you a picture. Those are all horrible, horrible, horrible things. And we will talk about how horrible they are, but I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to break relationship. I'm not going to be angry. Like I somehow have to respond in relationship and I try to put myself on their level. Like, listen, here's where I mess up. We both need Jesus, but there are consequences. We can talk about consequences too. That was too long. Sorry. Um, Would you... Would you name those things ahead of time? I, I mean, I would tend to say, uh, listen, dude, over, over time you're going to make mistakes and I'm not going to this or that. I wouldn't say, I know you're probably going to send, I'm not going to just name the thing. You've Put got. ideas in their head. It's like, here you've got like three passes. You can send a text, you can do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I don't do that. They find that stuff out on their own. No, I don't, I don't, I would never name it ahead. That's all I was saying, Yeah. yeah. And there's consequences. I mean, we, we're very strict with consequences. So, like, you know, there's been times where our kids lost their phone for two weeks. You know, like, that's just ours now, right? Or no sleepovers for a month. I mean, there's got to be consequences, but hopefully you're getting the nuance. Can I just say one more thing, too? 
this has got to be incremental that what you're doing with the 12 or 13, 14 year old is different than what you're doing with the 16 or 17 year old. And I see all the times parents trying to do that thing that they used to do. Like, you can't spank your 14 year old. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can't probably spank anybody anymore. But, <laughs> but seriously, like, you're just trying to do that same thing. Like, like parent, parent developed consequences is not the thing after 15, 16, 17. There are just consequences. And by the time they're 18, they better be ready to be 18. They better be ready to be at college knowing consequences, that, like the natural consequences of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. All right, one more question. No, that was great. Yeah, whatever, Mark. No, no, that was... Uh, it's, it's, I think sometimes we treat our 17-year-olds... Can year I say like one more do. thing, too? This is, this not, it's not to this question. The MC's lost all control. Just. <laughs> I'm like a moderator the at a political debate. Music is playing. I'm not getting off the stage. Hey, one thing I'm just thinking about our kids. A lot of this is kid-dependent and personality-dependent. Like, you could be the most brilliant parent in the world and have a resistant kid who's, who's not playing ball with you... You know, or a compliant kid, like young Christian Dunn, you know, he's like, hey, Dad, how can I please you today? You know? <laughs> That's the same as adult Christian Dunn, too. <laughs> but not just Dad, everybody. Well, I just think there's got to be a little lever here on you guys, like a little release, like, wow, I, I didn't do that right. It must be my fault. Maybe, or, or there's, there's deeper issues. Like, your, your kids are different, you know? Um, at least our three kids were raised in the same house, and they were way different. Yeah. I think that's what's scary about being a parent is that you can – I mean, we're all looking for, like, what are the, the, like the magic bullet or what are the three right steps. things to do. And you can do all those things, and, and kids still have a free will, and kids can make really bad choices that have natural consequences that hurt them. And so then I think we're choosing to, to walk with them through those times. Yeah. And I need to know – if I don't say this, Mandy will kill me. I, we are not great parents, just so you know. I mean, I just got thrown up here to talk about stuff. but Pretty good. You should come to our house. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan's seen it. Yeah. It's not pretty. No. Okay, last question. Um, and I think this, this is, speaks for a lot of parents, but how do we not get so upset about what a mess their room is or how they didn't do the chores you asked them to do or how they didn't do this thing where, when they don't even try to meet the minimum requirement. Is this coming from you, Jonathan? And I know it's um, <laughs> right, right back there, Andrea. And we're, we're kindred spirits, though. We we both kids are the worst in our opinion. So I mean, how do you, you know, how do you deal with that on a daily basis? Can, I'll say one thing. You you pretty much got to pick what you're gonna what you what's gonna be the thing. You know, I'd say take four or five things that you'll go to the wall for, and everything else, let it follow its natural course. You don't want to be the corrective parent. That's to do when they're little. Like, you teach them how to make their bed, they, they learn or they don't learn or whatever. Towards the end, I'm like, you know, don't crash the car. <laughs> and also, that, you know... Don't get I mean, someone pregnant. Wait, weren't we just at breakfast a week ago and one of your kids had broken your car down? I mean, this... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a little hurt. About it. It's okay. I'll buy you another shirt. No, you know, no, just uh, oh, seriously. This isn't the time to like, uh, like. Believe me, I had some pick up the room discussions, but I'm not going to the wall for that anymore. I'm going for to the wall for this. You know, like I, I wanted my kids to come to church, while, as long as they were in our house. Like, 
be around the body of Christ. I wanted that. That it was a big, big thing. I wanted them to honor us, like to 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 not, you know, be jerks in the house. Like, there's only a couple things that I I really wanted at the end, mostly because I'm thinking we either did it or didn't. They've got it or they didn't. You know, what difference does it make if they keep their room clean in ages 16, 17, 18, the rest of your life they don't? Like, what really does it matter? I we have this. We keep our house clean and we shut the doors to the kids' rooms. It's just us. Because I don't, that's not what the fight's going to be about. Like, I'm, I don't want to be in constant tension with them. And if it's not their... Okay, so what if the five things that you've chosen, they don't give a crap about those five things? And they disrespect you. You feel disrespected in those areas. The ones that are important. Barb? <laughs> you didn't say anything yet. This is your chance. You know, we'll push this out as long as we can. I mean, I, you are dealing with, like, practice adults at 15, 16, 17, 18, whatever. Like, they're, uh, my son and his wife are in our house again, so, like, we're not, like, punishing them for anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it's like that when they're 15, 16. Like, like what are you going to do? Except for those things. You say, listen, dude, you're... This is your mother. You're going to, you know, we, whatever, you're going to speak well to her. You know, you're in our house. If that's the deal, you don't have an apartment, you come to church, you know. Like, that's, like, I mean, that's just our thing. Like, we just thought, as long as we have a chance, we want them to be around. We want these, these uh, other, other around them. That was one of our things. But we didn't have many things. Right. Did we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, tell the truth is a big one. Right? But... The, the other stuff, just, it's already baked in, guys. I mean, it's sort of sad. Like, there's things that are baked in. Like, by the time they're 15, you're not, you're not like, going to steer them off of, well, I don't want to be too pessimistic. Go ahead and try. But <laughs> don't, don't bang your head against the wall about the wrong things. Can I, can I add? So the first question. <laughs> this is probably going to be way better. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is not from as much experience. Uh, so, uh, the first question about the not picking up things and doing that, um, kind of related to your second question, I wanted to know, is this an issue of annoyance for the parents, or is there a deeper issue? Um, and I think if it's the deeper issue, it needs to be addressed. But if you can look at this and say, okay, is this just something that really annoys me? Like, we call these perpetual problems that you're just going to keep running into. So you have to find a way as a parent to resolve it yourself because this could be a personality thing. And personality is pretty stable over time. Um, Or is this something where you feel disrespected? Um, And I'm going to go back to the speak their language thing. Um, Have you ever tried... Like, your kids are in a very vulnerable spot have you tried being vulnerable with them about this, of, like, what it feels like for you to feel helpless or powerless with them in your relationship? Um, it doesn't have to bring tears, but it can. But even sitting down and saying, like, I am so hurt by this. You know, seeing you do this, um, you know, makes me, makes me feel unloved or, you know, whatever the deeper issue is. But really getting down to your core vulnerable emotions with them again because they're emotional they've experienced heartbreak sadness depression some of those things so I would even think going there with them and letting them see that side of you says 
oh my gosh, like, I really hurt them. That speaks to them more than, what the heck is wrong with you? Why can't you, you know, whatever yeah. kind of thing. Can I clarify? Or ju- I'm just saying, are you talking about an issue that's sort of like doing chores or something like that? Well, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, is, is, this, um, is this about chores or is it about something deeper than chores? Maybe disrespect or, yeah, like, or a wicked heart. I'm saying differentiate. <laughs> <laughs> differentiate between is this a like, I'm really annoyed that you're wearing your pants below your underwear. And I think it's, you know, yeah. horrifying, you know, picking the battles kind of thing. Or is this really like, you know, what, what you're representing in me and you like, is there something deeper that we need to, to connect with? And I'll just dig my own hole over here and say, or there's another, like, maybe you're on the younger side of that and you might still be optimistic and feel like maybe we could change their behavior a little bit. <laughs> so I could be totally foolish in this because my kids are still a little bit younger than, than that part, but they're kind of in the thick of it. I, I do think that there's a place for, for reward and consequence. And I think that, you know, my big spiel is talk it out with them, figure it out with them. Um, I think you're totally right on. I totally agree about picking your battles. You can't you're not going to be able to get them to be exactly what you want them to be. And part of what we're doing is helping them become who they are, um, you know. And so I think you allow them freedom. Like, my, my parents allowed me to make my car a living mess. And, you know, they owned the car. Um, but, you know, that was one of the places I'm sh- I know my dad and how he keeps his car. He did not like it. I now know as an adult. But... He gave me that freedom, but then there were other things where there would be consequences. So, for instance, in my house, like, um, I, I don't like to bail the kids out, right? So if they're leaving their clothes on the floor, and then they're like, you know, oh, man, I really wanted to wear this tomorrow. Like, don't clean that. Yeah. That, let that be a consequence that's not you being it's a jerk. It's a natural consequence. Right? Yeah. It, let it just be like, you know, if, if you're – these are hard for me, guys, because I – Manny's better at this than me. I, I want to do everything to please everyone. Your, your kid forgets their, their piece of paper for school, and that now they can text you, and they're like, I'm going to get a bad grade. You've got to drive it over. I, I want to drive it over, and I have, just to be honest. I've driven it over, but I know I shouldn't, right? Like, that's the kind of conse- – that's, that's another example that I think some consequences – What I call that is soft. That's soft. Soft. <laughs> do you want to go, go there? <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's like, no. <laughs> okay. So it is 9 o'clock. We are done. Yeah. Um, let's give our people up here, our panelists, a big round of applause. Um, thank you guys so much for coming out. You want me to say it? I thought you told me I couldn't talk anymore. You can say one more thing. All right. I think one thing I would say <laughs> parent to parent is don't do this alone. Like... This is one of the reasons why we have City Light, and you don't, you don't have to be, like, whatever. I'm not pushing you towards church if you're not religious. That's fine. But find some people who can be your people, yeah. and don't do this on your own because it, I think it's really hard. And one of, my, one of the best ways is to be able to sit down, like, Jonathan and I work together, and just be like, my kids are rah, 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 and he's in a different place, and he can be like, well, what about this? And vice yeah. versa. So find- I think that's bad. Look what, I, look what my <laughs> yeah. kids did. But, but there's, there's support and there's help out there. You're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for coming out. Yes. Uh, you know, this is going to be recorded and online on our church oh, website. Great. And uh, if you want the slides, we'll put the PDFs up there. And so you can hand them out to friends. And um, if you have any further questions, you can email Christian and we can get it to the, these guys. And one more round of applause for these guys. They were awesome. Thank you so much.
and have a good night.